It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. It's been a few weeks since we've uh, done a show, but we're going to try to knock one out today. This is game 162, the last game of the regular season. And thank goodness it's over. It has been a very difficult year, especially these past few weeks. It's been really tough to, to, to consider doing a show. You want to remain positive, but it's very difficult to do. This is not a team, the New York Mets, that you fall in love with it's it's just they they seem to have no personality they can't pitch they can't hit they have a manager who is clearly not a major league manager and it's just been a difficult proposition to put together a show i know uh what what uh, what you've been looking for and uh try to meet those expectations but very difficult for me to uh to have done a show there's it's a very frustrating situation there's bad coaching uh, they can't run bases uh you've got an owner who uh has a lot of money but doesn't seem to want to do anything and hasn't done a thing about what needs this team has. And so we come to the end of the season with as many question marks as we had at the beginning of the season. With they, you know, Jacob DeGrom has been shut down. That was a smart move for the season. Um, but we don't know how injured he is and how he's going to be next season when he comes back. Everything points to him being fine, but uh, who knows. Uh, Thor has pitched again, but will the Mets sign him? We don't know. My guess is that they'll make him a qualifying offer, and if I was him, I would take it. I don't think he's going to get a lot of offers from people around the league having not pitched in two years except for these brief, uh, you know, the, the uh, brief appearance that we've seen the other night and probably may see him pitch an inning today just to get another one under his belt and so it is game 162 and this awful season comes to an end and we struggle through another poor Mets season 
Now, we'll have Will Winter to discuss what the Mets should and should not do over the course of the offseason. A lot of lot of it will depend upon uh, what happens with the CBA. Uh, but the Mets should take this offseason as if there's no CBA uh, standing in its way and just rebuild this team, strip this team down, rebuild it up, and uh, get ready for next year. And so this is just a little looksy into what uh, I think they have to do. As I said, strip it down and build it up, and uh, we'll see where it goes. We've seen some of the players come back, as I mentioned. Syndergaard has come back and pitched a um, couple of innings. Uh, Gazelman pitched last night, so we saw a little bit of him. Didn't he was a little bit wild, but um, it's been a season full of injuries, high expectations, and and then a drop off the cliff, if you will, of the season after the All Star break. So, um. Not one that, that's going to go down in our memory banks as a great one, but uh, nonetheless, it ends today, and uh, <laughs> I think we'll all be happier with that. Let's take a break and come back and talk about uh, some of the stuff on the farm. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Musings. On Twitter at Mets Musings GM. The Instagram is Mets Musings. And on YouTube at Mets Musings Mac. Wish to be a part of the show? Give us a call at 516 619 6341. Okay, and we're back. And it's time to go down on the farm. Ah! And uh, on the farm, congratulations to the St. Lucie Mets. They are the low-A Southeast East champions. And uh, and though they were crowned Eastern Division champions, St. Lucie will not have the opportunity to participate in postseason play as minor league baseball's playoff rules are the only two top two teams in the league, regardless of record, will participate in the postseason 
and the, the Tampa Toppins and Brandon Marauders finish with better records than St. Lucie. So while they win the division, they will not have a chance to win the league. A little screwy, but uh, that's the uh, new world of baseball. Francisco Alvarez, Ronnie Mauricio, and Brett Batty, the Mets' top three prospects, were named to Baseball America's top ten list of the best prospects in the high A East League. They were all named for their contributions when playing for the Brooklyn Cyclones, though Mauricio and Batty both ended the year in double A. Alvarez was ranked number three, Mauricio number five, and Batty number seven. Starting with Alvarez, the Mets' top prospect played 84 games in the East League. He had a .889 OPS and 22 home runs to go along with a 12% walk rate and a 24.6% strikeout rate across 333 plate appearances with Brooklyn. Mauricio was voted by Eastern League managers as the league's most exciting player as well as the best defensive shortstop and the infielder with the best arm. A 20-year-old saw a power boom while playing in the East League after hitting seven home runs over his first two professional seasons. Mauricio hit 19 for Brooklyn in 100 games. He was promoted to double-A for the last week and a half of the minor league season to join his former Brooklyn teammate, Brett Batty, who Baseball America ranked seventh for his time in the East League this season. Batty slashed 309 over 209 plate appearances in high-A before getting the call up to Binghamton, where the 21-year-old had an OPS of 787 over 40 games. Now, 21 at Bingham AA is a couple of years younger than the AA league average, so uh, Batty is ahead of his his progression here. Uh, Mets prospect, as is uh, Mauricio, Mets prospect Alex Ramirez was named in Baseball America's list of the top prospects from the low A East League. Khalil Lee put together first an impressive first season in the Mets organization. Uh, as you remember, Lee was up with the team for a cup of coffee when all the injuries were taking place. Uh but he was overmatched. He was sent back down to Syracuse when the regulars returned to the lineup. But from that point on, Lee turned things around, looked like a completely different hitter at the plate. Over 99 games on the season, Lee has 30, 13 homers and 20 doubles. He's also posted a .945 OPS and a stellar point four four nine on base percentage. Mark Vientos on the season has 25 homers with uh, Binghamton and Syracuse combined. In 10 games with Syracuse, Vientos has three homers, four RBI, and he's hitting two eighty six. While with Binghamton, 72 games, he hit two eighty one with 22 homers and 59 RBI. And if you remember, Vientos got off to a terrible start on the season, but uh, put it all together and really had a sensational season. Um, between so much so that he got uh, promoted to AAA and continued to, uh, in a very small sample, 10 games. 
but he continued his power hitting there. Three home runs as we record this and uh, four RBI and hit 286. So respectable numbers in a move that can can sometimes, uh, you know, screw a player up. Vientos took it with stride. And, and throw in the fact that um, they moved him from, you know, one position to uh, another, not a permanent move, but they were having him play some left field at uh, Binghamton, and I don't know if they continued that at Syracuse. Uh, he's only been there for 10 games. so. Um, but, uh, you know, a good year. So there's some good prospects there, whether they pan out further along. Um, you know, but is five guys enough? I don't know. We should see Vientos next year. I, I would like to see him. We'll see him in spring training, definitely. We'll probably see all of these guys in spring training. Um, whether or not he can hook on to the big club with a big spring training, it remains to be seen. And it will be interesting to see whether he does that. But um, we, we'll keep our fingers crossed for that, and that would solve a lot of problems. Uh, as far as the other guys, Alvarez, I think, will... Uh, he's so young. Uh, he may start the season in uh, a Brooklyn and get moved to Binghamton, um, or he may move, you know, go right to Binghamton. And I think Mauricio and Batty will start definitely start the season in Binghamton. And if they progress and continue what they're doing, they could be in Syracuse and, and uh, you know, um, Mauricio, you know, those are young guys. And we uh, will see. They could solve some problems maybe down the road. And if not next year, the year after that. But um, they're coming, and they're coming hard. Let's hope uh, they don't decide to trade any of them in the offseason like they've done the last couple of years and uh, traded away our top guys for Essentially, bums. Um, you know, we got Cano, who was a big bust and, and uh, literally was busted. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Diaz, who's been, you know, hot and cold. Um, and then uh, the latest deal with... Uh, Baez, we don't even know if he's going to be here. So, traded number one pick for a five-month rental or a couple months rental that didn't really pan out and didn't lead this team anywhere. So, I don't know. We will see. All right. But that's going to wrap it up for this week. So, just a short one to uh, let you know that I am still alive, still doing a show, and that it has been a difficult year, and especially for me. Um, after being a fan for so many years, it's it's, it's frustrating, and I don't want to become completely... Uh, defeatist and, and, you know... Um, not be a positive, but it's been a difficult time. So 
I want you all to know that. So um, I hope you'll tune in again. We're going to try to make some, uh, uh, you know, get some guests on and have we'll have our end, end of the year roundtable sometime soon and uh, get everybody in to talk about that um, as soon as we can put that together. So we're going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank you uh, for listening and watching. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and uh, smash that like button. That that, uh, tells YouTube that you like the show and you want to see more of it. And uh, it also helps us to grow the community and expand listeners so uh until the next time have a great week everybody and uh i will see you soon another edition of mets musings